Hello, everybody, and welcome to this week's edition of Your Mortgage Process. I'm your host, Greg Wareham. we got a great guest today, very good friend of mine as well, Mr. Dennis Driscoll. Thank you for joining the show My today. My pleasure, sir. My pleasure. Now, Dennis, did you happen to notice how well I coordinate today? I, I did. I, I the jacket, the socks, the shirt. I'm, uh -huh. I'm, I'm like, I'm I mean, there's tints. There's tints of blue and there's tan everywhere. They are. I, I knew you were coming today. I yeah. want to look exceptionally good. I am colorblind, so I'm going to take your <laughs> word for it. That's not true. That's not true. I can see. <laughs> so, so Dennis, thanks for taking the time today. I, I know you're busy. Uh, you know, again, we've known each other a really long period of time, mm -hmm. and I know that you've always kind of migrated towards helping others, especially in the real estate industry. But tell us a little bit about yourself. Um, been in the industry just since 99, so 1999, so 24, 24 years now. I uh, got into it a little later in life. I was telling someone earlier, I was a truck driver and owned a chimney company back then and got into it to help a friend, got into real estate, and then kind of got good at it and said, hey, maybe I could do this a little bit. And uh, you know, fast forward, here we are. All right, hold on. we got to talk about the chimney company uh, for a little, because I didn't know this. About oh, you. okay. See? Right, tell me about the chimney yeah. company. What's yeah. a chimney company do? Uh, so I was, a, I was a certified chimney sweep with the, uh, the chimney. Like Dick Van Dyke. Yep, Chimney Safety Institute I mean, Institute we're dating America. ourselves. There you go. I had the hat and everything. I did the whole <laughs> thing. And uh, yeah, clean chimneys, rebuilt chimneys, uh, you no know, kidding. fixed them, did all of that stuff. Uh, had that business for like seven years. Okay. Uh, it was kind of a side business. Then it grew. And eventually I sold it. In, in Pencil, I was in Pennsylvania where yep. I lived at the time and moved down here and uh, brought my real estate down here. So there you go. That's fantastic. Awesome. And I know that, you know, I had said before, you've kind of, you've been in real estate mm -hmm. since 1999, but you've also, you've really migrated or taken a path of trying to help others, coach mm -hmm. others. Uh, you're an educator, you're a facilitator. You know, why is that important to you? Yeah, I, I always wanted to be a teacher. Yeah. Uh, you know, my degree is in psychology with a minor in education, but I always, I was always a coach. I was always a mentor in some way, but really, when I got into real estate, no one helped me. Right. And I always said, boy, if I last five minutes in this business, I'm going to make sure I can help somebody else right. be a little more successful with uh, than I was in, in the beginning. So that's where I always gravitated, and I found that by teaching agents how to help clients. Mm -hmm. it, it filled that, that gap that I had. It allowed me to be an educator and help agents and help the public also. You know, and it's very, people don't understand how mm -hmm. complicated the industry is behind the scenes. Mm -hmm. You know, I get to the mortgage side all the time. Mm -hmm. Well, what's today's interest rate? Mm -hmm. Well, there's an answer for that question, but there's a lot of different moving parts. Mm -hmm. And in, in real estate, with agents especially coming in, I mean, there's so many different nuances of the industry and what you need to know specifically when dealing with the consumer. Uh, absolutely, absolutely. Uh, I don't know if it was Gary Keller, but someone said real estate is simple, right? It's not easy, but it's simple, right? It's simple. Hey, you get right. buyers, you get sellers, you put them together and you make money, right? That's all there is to right. it. But, but nay, nay, there's a lot more to this. Uh, and as far as the consumer side is, the number one thing we have to bring to the consumer is knowledge, right? right? Knowledge of the process that from start to finish of buying or selling a house, knowledge, uh, geographical knowledge of an area, and definitely knowledge of the market. Uh, right. We have to know wh which way the market is trending. Uh, a, a good friend of mine, I think his name is Greg, always says the data <laughs> shows us, is that or is telling us that we, it's going this way or it's going that way. So, no, so uh, it's, it's the knowledge that an agent has to immerse themselves yeah. in this business to be at the top of their game so they can serve the consumer at the highest level, sure. bottom line. 
Well, let's break that down a little bit from a consumer standpoint, what the expectations are of the consumer and how a real estate agent can facilitate that. You talk about the process. You know, what does that look like? So I'm a new agent. I'm coming in the industry. How do I tell the buyer about the process or seller? Right. So an agent has to submerse themselves in this business and learn the process. Right. Because you never want the consumer to not know where they are and what's coming next. Mm -hmm. All right. And if the agent's not sure what's happening, how, how could the consumer be confident and feel good about how this process is going to play out? Sure. So we have to lay it out for the consumer from A to Z, start to finish, whether on the buy side or the sell side, exactly what's going to happen step by step. I refuse to have any of my clients come to me and say, I didn't know this could happen. I didn't know this was a possibility. Right. Right. So you have to cover it all. Here's what will happen next. Here's what could happen next. Right. And that's vital. So, and I know you teach a class specifically, mm -hmm. one of the aspects of it is the process for people. Mm -hmm. Like, break it down for me mm -hmm. as a consumer. So I'm a consumer, I'm looking to purchase a house. Mm -hmm. Like, what's the process for me? So the, f the first thing we want to do is get them qualified. And, well, let me even backtrack that. First thing I knew is wh why are they doing what they're doing? Mm -hmm. Why are you selling? Why are you buying? Right. What's your motivation? What's your goal here? Mm -hmm. Is it now? Is it later? Is it someday? Or is it we're just not sure? All right, so why are we doing it? When do we want to get it done by? Mm -hmm. All right, so on the buy side, if it's a buyer coming to us, where are you now? Where do you want to be? When do you want to be there? And why do you want to be there? Mm -hmm. right? Those are vital questions to ask and get the consumer to open up to you and let you know what their plans are and their hopes and dreams are. Right. Step two, get them pre-approved. All right, get them, get them speaking to a lender, get them speaking to a mortgage person. Uh, because what are we looking at if we don't know what we can do, right? right? What can we afford? Maybe you can afford more. Maybe you can't. Let's let's right. let's. I don't want to crush their dreams uh, too early. You know, no, let's it's get true. out there. I mean, you know, when people out there looking for something and mm -hmm. then they find it, it's their dream house. Yeah. They can't afford it. Yeah, and and vice versa. Some a lot of people, and it happened to me when I first bought, was I didn't know what I could afford really. Right. I, I, you know, he threw a number at me. I'm like, really? You know, I was like, right. okay, I don't see how that's possible, but. A lot of times it could go either way, and that's a great moment too when someone can afford a house or they've waited a long time to be able to afford mm -hmm. a, a purchase of a property. So You know, and there's two different mm -hmm. parts of that. There's what they can afford from a qualification mm -hmm. standpoint, and then there's what's their, what are they comfortable with sure. paying on a monthly basis, mm -hmm. and they're not always the same thing. No. Because no. you could qualify for someone, the mortgage payment's five thousand mm -hmm. dollars a month, and you can approve them for that. Mm -hmm. But you know, maybe they're only comfortable being at thirty-eight hundred dollars a month, and then realigning that search for them relative to those, uh, to that information. Yeah, and that's one of the ways I approach the client is I want to know where they're what they're comfortable paying. Right. So what their monthly payment sometimes is more important to them and to me right. than the, the overall number. Right. It doesn't matter if it's a five hundred thousand house. Are they comfortable with that payment? Right. What's their number that they feel good about, right? Because this way we have at least something to work off. We have a baseline. And if we got to go a little higher, then we at least we know where we're going higher from. We're not just hitting them broadside with this big number sure. that they weren't prepared for. Sure. No, it makes sense. So we got to get them pre-approved. You got to understand mm -hmm. what their goals are, what their needs are. And to your point, which is so important, it's like, why? Why are you looking to mm -hmm. purchase a house? Yeah. And why is it important to you? What area do you want to be in? Mm -hmm. And what's a payment that you can afford and everything like that. And we talk about the where of it. You know, how important is it for people to understand an area? From the agent side, they have to immerse themselves in that area. Yeah. So when I get a buyer or a seller that wants to sell, but let's stick with buyers for a few minutes. When I get a buyer that wants to know an, to move into an area, first thing I ask them is, what, why that area? Why did you pick that? You have all of New Jersey. Why did you pick 
Manalapan or Monmouth County or Homebell. What's going on? Right. And they usually have some reason. They knew somebody. They heard about the schools. There's something that attracted them to that area. So it's vital to know that motivation and understand why they want it so we can revisit that right. should we need to in the future sure. if we get a little hinked up on, on other things. They say, well, you wanted this area, so let's talk about it. And, you know, kind of going deeper on the, on the area of itself, itself like what type of information is important for the consumer to know you know coming from the real estate agents I'm a real estate agent yeah. going out there yeah. I'm talking to the consumer about purchasing a house in Homedale right what do I need to know well it, it, again it goes back to the the consumer themselves the buyer what's important to them right so if it is schooling I I should know about the schools right now like I said once I get a buyer that's concentrating on the area I'm all diving in if I don't I know a lot about a, a lot of areas, but not everything about every area. Right. But if someone is concentrating on the area, then I'm all in, right? Now I gotta really look. What's the taxation situation in that in that area? What's the schooling situation? Where is the transportation? Where's the shopping? Mm -hmm. Right? What as I said earlier, what's coming into a neighborhood? What's leaving to a neighborhood? Is there industry coming in? Is there new builds? Is there something happening here? Sure. Are they constructing a new bridge that's going to take four years? You know, right. I lived in a neighborhood like that once where it was closed down for like three years. Yeah. Uh, and people had to know this, right? So really knowing the lay of the land, so to speak, and mm -hmm. what's going on in that neighborhood is vital, right? right? Because there should be no surprises. Yeah, you know what? And you bring a good point about is there, are they putting a bridge up? Are they doing something like that? I was just talking to somebody today who's looking to sell their house. Their neighbor just built some monster house next door to them. And she was trying to, she's looking to sell her house. Mm -hmm. The person who's going to buy the house is likely going to tear it down and put a school mm -hmm. there. Okay. So that's something if you're coming into that area now, you yeah. want to know that they're going to build a school there. Mm -hmm. And this lady, she was a world-class person. She, right. she cleared it with her neighbor. Ah, prior nice. to it, hey, here's nice. who I'm thinking to sell, nice. sell the house to. But you have to know that. You have to know what's going on in the area. Yeah, to, to another point, as I drive along this Route 33 near my house all the time, heading out, and there's old abandoned railroad tracks that right. I pass over all the time. And then a couple of weeks back, I noticed, wow, they cleared all the brush mm. from there. Then the next week after that, I see some track bed being laid out. So I was like, aha. Uh, so I looked into it, and they're extending the freight lines that run through up to Freehold. Mm -hmm. And they were extending them uh, out south down right. through Howe and who knows, you know, points unknown. I'm, I'm getting more information. But that will affect some of that, the, the value of homes along that line that yeah. have been empty or unused for decades. Yeah. And now suddenly there's going to be some freight trains running through there. And we actually had an agent that had a house under contract right next to the line. Uh, luckily, it didn't affect. Everybody was fine with it. But, you know, that's something that could have popped up later. And one of the things an agent has to know is about off-site conditions. Okay. What's going on around this neighborhood? You know, you have to know. No, that's a great way to put yeah. it. Yeah, the off-site conditions are critical. Yeah, absolutely. You know, are they putting up high-tension power lines yeah. in the area, yeah. right? Yeah. And if, even if they're not putting them up, are they behind those trees over there, right? right? I've had that where, what's behind those trees? I, uh, <laughs> and you go back there and there's a plant yeah. of some kind or, or a toxic waste right. dump or something, you know? And when you look at the area that someone's looking to purchase in, mm -hmm. I mean, you gotta, you have to understand from a real estate standpoint, what's the average price point in this area, yeah. right? Mm -hmm. What's the inventory yeah. that's available right now in that marketplace? Because it can dictate the price. Absolutely, absolutely. So, you know, through, through our multiple listing service, and we, we gather data, right? Mm -hmm. And the data I immediately look at is what is average days on the market here? Right. How long are houses lasting? How many houses are available? How many months of inventory is sitting there? Are the prices going up or are they steady? Or are they 
starting to decline a little bit. Mm -hmm. And that's a daily thing for me. Yeah. Uh, I kind of geek out on those numbers, yeah. but, but the average agent may not, but they really need to. Again, when they're working with someone, it's their obligate, they're obligated to right. perform at that high level and know what's going on. Yeah, I mean, you have that fiduciary responsibility mm -hmm. to the consumer to make sure that you're educating them on all those types of things. Yeah, yeah, and, and they don't always want to know everything, but you have to know it. You've right. got to know what's going on. You don't want something coming back at you later, and I didn't know this was a possibility, or nobody told me this was happening. You right. Know? You know, just kind of backtracking for a second about, you know, knowing a particular area, the actual geography of that area, like different areas have different uh, factors that can affect value or whether or not someone would want to live there, right? Absolutely. I mean, some towns, I look locally in our area, certain parts of the town could be a little bit more crime sensitive mm -hmm. than other parts of the town, and that could impact value in someone's desirability to live there. 100%. So um, I'll use Freehold as an example. You could use any town, really, as sure. an example. Um, you have to know the neighborhoods in Freehold. Uh, yeah. You know, it, Freehold, listen, has gone through a great transition in a lot of parts in the borough, let's say. But street by street could be different. Right. So you need to know these things. You need to get in your car and get out there. When your clients are looking in an area, you need to get out there even when you're not with them. See what's yep. going on so you can find stuff and see what's happening in that area. Another part of the process is knowing which way the market is going in a town. So if someone's coming in and how are prices? What, what is the trend? How are we looking? Again, right. we don't have a crystal ball, but the data can show us which way this is going. All right, because sometimes we'll get a, a buyer that comes in, I kind of love this area, but I think I want to wait a little bit. Uh-oh, right. well, why do you want to wait? What do you think is going to happen? Right. And they may tell us they're waiting for prices to come down, Right. right, which we historically know are probably not going to happen in yeah. the near future, or they're waiting for interest rates to come down. So yeah. we have to go back to that motivation that they discussed with us. Mm -hmm. So knowing which way the, the market is going, or, or a particular, and it could be neighborhood by neighborhood, as we know. Sure. Right? Some place can be up and coming, another place can be stagnant, and, and another place on a decline. And that can be separated by just a couple of miles around here, or mm -hmm. even less. So it's vital that they are. The agent know that so they can relay that yeah I mean just kind of piggybacking off the uh, the statement that you made about you know where values are going with it I, I think that you know people you get that on a regular basis right now mm -hmm. you know people are waiting for values to go down or rates to come down mm -hmm. and hey who knows what happens from an interest rate standpoint mm -hmm. but if interest rates come down values are gonna go up mm -hmm. right I mean, I was reading an article that Barbara Cochran had written mm -hmm. that she would project prices to go up by 15% if interest rates mm -hmm. drop down into the fives. Right. So, you know, kind of circling back to there's no perfect time to no. time the market. No, I, I, I was teaching a class today and we discussed, I was, is this a good market to buy? Yeah. Or is this a good market to sell? Is this a good market to be a real estate agent? Yeah. Right? And then we, you know, I don't like talking too much about, people don't want to hear about the past, but, you know, in 2010, 2011, when I had 10 or 15 listings, and, uh, you know, the days on the market was six or seven or eight months. Right. You know, was that be market better than this? I don't right. know. You know, <laughs> it, it, you know, the market is the market. Uh, and, yeah. But the thing is, as an agent, your career and your, your income can't re shouldn't matter on what the market is doing. Right. You have to be able to adapt and help your, the consumer through whatever market it is. You have to sharpen your skills for the market in the moment and be ready for the market that's coming. Yeah, so I, I, cu I couldn't agree with you more. And now's the time to do it, you know, when you have a changing market like the one that we're in right now. Absolutely, absolutely. The market is changing. Uh, we've been, listen, we've been teaching the shift in market for the last five, six years. Yeah. But of course, when, you know, the shutdown and COVID hit, it changed everything. But now we're getting back to, we're seeing days on the market right. creep up. 
a little bit. We're seeing prices steady at least a little bit. So those are indicators, you know, and we have sure. to pay attention to that. We can't just ignore it. Uh, right. We're seeing price drops across mm -hmm. the board, and we're seeing expired listings, which didn't happen yeah. in the past. Yeah, so it's, yeah. it's starting to change a little bit. Yeah. I felt when, when the market shot up, right, I felt that more seasoned agents, we'll call them. We won't call them old, but more seasoned agents <laughs> were slow to accept what was happening. Right. I, I heard agents say, I would never let my client pay that much in that neighborhood. Yeah, yeah. And then within two years, that neighborhood went up 40 to 50%. So you yeah. just co cost your client tens of thousands, if not hundreds of thousands of dollars. Right, right? great point. So, so newer agents didn't know any other market. So they're, they're just going, this is the market they know. I think as this shifts now, the more seasoned agents will be quicker to adapt to the change, yeah. and the newer agents will have a harder time yeah. uh, pricing things correctly, accepting the fact that they may not get 25 offers or 100 people at the open house, and that we need to be pricing and we need to be ready to have the conversations that we didn't have to have for two years right. or three years. Conversations like price reduction. Yeah, yeah. Uh, pricing it correctly out of the gate and being ready to uh, adjust that price yeah. in, in a downward uh, manner to get the people in there. And we're also gonna have to negotiate again. There wasn't very much negotiating going on the last two years. Or one-sided. Yeah, you made right? you made an offer and it was yeah or no, and you were out, you right. know? There's very little of, uh, well, can we talk about the inspection process? Can we talk about the appraisal? Can we talk about anything? Right. You know, can we negotiate anything? And like you said, it was one-sided where no, we're not, but it's coming back a little bit, you know? So yeah, just kind of piggybacking, Dennis, so, you know, talking about the perfect time to buy, perfect time to sell. You know, it's funny, when you look at the, the data of everything, we know that real estate is going to appreciate historically at about 4.5% per year, somewhere between 4 and 4.5%, 4 year over year over year. And when you look at some different lulls in the market, yeah, there's been some perfect opportunities where people have bought or they've sold, you know, at the height of the market or at the, at the dip of the market. But at the end of the day, if it's an asset that you're holding, it doesn't matter because it's only a realized gain or loss if you sell it, you sell it. Yeah. right? Yeah. It's like your retirement account. Mm -hmm. You can stare at the retirement account, but at the end of the day, it doesn't, it goes up, it goes down, it mm -hmm. goes up, it goes down, but until you're trying to pull the money out, nothing's realized. Absolutely, absolutely. And I, I don't know if it was, again, Gary Keller or somebody else, but they're talking about anybody who timed the market perfectly should have just played the lottery because that's how lucky they were. <laughs> you cannot time the no, market, there can't. is no timing. Right? Wow. You don't know when the top of the market is until you're on the decline. Yep. You don't know when the bottom was until you're on the upswing. So right. you can only find those points looking backwards. Sure. You, you can't, you can guess and take a shot, but. It's so true. It. Just like we all should have bought Microsoft stock in 1980. I bought Beanie Babies instead. Beanie Babies. <laughs> so there you go. That's, that's, that's where I went wrong. So, so a, a question for you from a consumer standpoint is, okay, now I need a real estate agent. How should I go about identifying the one I should work with? Great question. Great question. How do you find? So um, NAR, that's the National Association of Realtor, uh, Real Estate uh, Statistics, tell us that uh, about 70 to 75% of people get a real estate agent from a referral of someone they know. Mm -hmm. So it's someone they worked with before or someone they know worked with that real estate agent. So that's why for, for an agent, it's vital to provide that ultimate customer service mm. and client experience so that they will recommend you and know to refer you out. Right. All right. Short of, of referrals, and to me, there's 
everything else is short of referrals because if 75% of people are getting it from some, somebody they know, yeah. that's who you should be speaking with is people you know and yeah. people you've worked with or uh, family members and, and coworkers, things like that. Uh, but short of that, some marketing, some advertising, but uh, there is no magic pill there. There's places where the consumer goes. Whatever platform this consumer goes to look for real estate, they're not looking for a real estate agent first. They're looking right. for real estate first. Right. right? You just got to be in the, in the line of sight uh, where they're looking. Where are they looking? They're looking online. They're looking at Realtor.com. They're mm -hmm. looking at Zillow. Right. So if you're going to spend any money in advertising, that's where you may put it, just to get your face out there. Right. But even there, it's, it's, a, it's a long game with big numbers and, and short returns, quite frankly. Yeah, you know, it's funny. I, I read a statistic somewhere, and I'm not going to name the company, but there were the ratio of leads sold mm -hmm. relative to how many people actually bought a house nationally. Yeah. It was like four times that. Yeah, yeah, it was four or five to one, yeah. Yeah, yeah four or yeah, five yeah. to one. Imagine if that same lead got sold right. over and over and over right. again. Yeah, absolutely. So, so it, it, a recommendation to an agent is to speak to the people you know that are in your sphere of influence, yeah. and that's where you'll get your business. And my recommendation is people looking for a realtor is speak with people you know. Right. Hey, who did you use? Were you happy with them? Or what company did you use? All right, you know, I, I work for Keller Williams. Um, if you ask the average person on the street, if, what's Keller Williams? They don't know. Right. We don't advertise. We're not on the billboard. So, but yet we have the lion's share of the market, nation, nationally and locally. Yeah. So how does that happen? It happens through word of mouth and through uh, referrals. Right. So that's the way to go from the agent standpoint and from the consumer standpoint. No, from, yeah. from, to your point, 75% of people, that's how they, they find their real estate yeah. agent. And I was reading a statistic that people would use their same real estate agent again like 89% yep. of the time, if that agent actually stayed in front of them. Absolutely, absolutely. So we, we call them like orphaned clients, right? Yeah. So, and that's the exact stat. 88 or 89% said they would use their agent again, but less than 12% do. It's crazy. So, and whose fault is that? You know, that is strictly on the agent. You, you have to stay in touch with that consumer for a lifetime, right. you know, and just <laughs> stay in touch so that you're front of mind there. Right. Um, I, I had a neighbor who bought and sold within a year. Mm -hmm. They bought a house, they were unhappy with it, and they used two different realtors. And I asked him, I said, how come you didn't use you know, your, the, the guy who sold it to you? He said, oh, he never called me, I, I kind of forgot him. Like, and I just, when I thought of the house, I didn't think of him. I was like, oh, wow. So let's, you know, one of the things I do teach my agents is you gotta stay in touch with folks, you yeah. know, and check in on them. You know, cause you think about all the time that goes into it. So when we're talking about, you know, the area, area trying to explain the process, mm -hmm. understanding an area, you know, all that time that goes into it. And then you have a client that's referred to you that you do a great job for. And that client's only gonna use you 12% of the time yeah. if you're not following up with Absolutely. them. Like you already did all the work. Yeah. You did the hard part. Yeah. The easy part is just sending a letter or making a phone call or, or seeing them online. And, and it's so uh, disturbing that we drop the ball there. And it's right. a, again, it's a disservice to the consumer, sure. to the client. You know, yeah. you need to be there because they may need your help. And if they, if they can't remember who you are because you didn't stay in touch with them, then they're going to maybe get someone who wasn't as good as you. You know, right. and That's a great get point. someone that doesn't serve them properly. Do you teach that in your class? I try to. Yeah, yeah. I do. I, I lay it's it important. out there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's it's the it's a relationship business, right? right? Like much like yours is. This is a relationship business. Yeah. It was very transactional for the last couple of years yeah. because of the way things were just coming and flying in and out. 
but it's it's a relationship business, and yeah. you have to feed that relation, nurture, nurture it. And that's how it grows. Otherwise, it just yeah. And, and you know what? That's a great point, Dennis. Because one of the things that's happened over the course of post COVID, right? Mm -hmm. Well, say during COVID, mm -hmm. you know, things became so transactional because it's moving so yeah. fast. Yeah. You know, it's not any fault. It's nobody's fault. But mm -hmm. when things are moving that fast, you're just you're kind of going with it, mm -hmm. right? Mm -hmm. And you lose sight on the fact that this life, business, everything, it's about people. It's mm -hmm. a people business, to your point, a relationship business. And just trying to, to reel that back in, right? Mm -hmm. And remember that. Mm -hmm. Because that's really what creates longevity in the industry. Mm -hmm. And that's what makes, most importantly, for happy clients. Absolutely, absolutely. And w one of the things I, I talk about in, in the class I teach, and, and in general, is you go through this whole process of nurture, finding this person, they found you, you, you got a relationship now, you spend weeks or months looking for places, you go through this very long process, and it is can be a long process with a lot of moving parts from, from contract to closing, Sure. right? And then it's over. And I, I always put it like, okay, we broke up now, like right. the relationship has ended. Right. Now listen, rarely there are times you're happy this happened. I'm done, <laughs> let's move on. But in general, there was almost a sense of loss for a second. Like, oh man, I've spent so much time invested mm -hmm. with these folks and them with me. So what do I do now? And one of the things I preach about is that when someone purchases a home and it's the home closes and they, they move in, we should be staying in touch with them. So we right. stay in touch once a, once a week for four weeks after they buy a house. Mm -hmm. Hey, how's it going? Any questions about the house? Are you loving it? You know, tell me this, tell me that. And also in those four weeks is one time where I'll stop by and I'll bring a little housewarming gift, a little mm -hmm. something you know, to remember us by, right? And then we go from once a week for four weeks to once a month mm -hmm. for four months, and then we go to quarterly, and then they go on our mailing list and everything else. Sure. And a lot of these people in my career, I've been to weddings and bar mitzvahs and, and brises, you name it, I've showed <laughs> up. I've been to college graduations yeah. and high school graduations and birthdays that people became friends yeah. over time. Not everybody. I can see that, though. You're yeah. a likable guy. Uh, yeah, I don't know about that. that. I have a whole family I'll that will argue that point. Yeah, I was going to say. <laughs> but, and listen, not everybody, but yeah. it's nice that you're included and you're thought of. But if you if you just fade out in a picture, they're not going to think of you that way. So you you, could, you potentially could lose a relationship beyond the business. Sure. That could have been rewarding for both sides, right? But getting back to the business side is everyone that you deal with knows a bunch of people. Right. And every one of them know a bunch of people. So the sphere is ever growing. So you, you have to nurture each step of it, right? Sure. I speak to you, you may know somebody. That brings me to them, they may know somebody. That, and here we go. Mm -hmm. And then we're on that horse. So when you look at new agents coming in, what's the, what's the biggest piece of advice that you could give them to making sure you're establishing those relationships with your clients? It's taking action. It's, Agents will go to classes, and I used to teach a class, I got my license, now what? Because what do I do now? Right. And why are they not beating down my door? I've got my, my license. But the key is to, about reaching out. So again, we start with the people we know and work our way out, past, past coworkers, past schoolmates, past neighbors, uh, current neighbors, current mm -hmm. schoolmates, yeah. you know, and just letting them know that we're in this business and we're here to help you. Mm -hmm. right. I'm not here to sell. I can't sell you a house. I can never sell a house personally. Right. I can help you find and I can negotiate the process with you, but what can I do to help you? Mm -hmm. You know, go 
going forward in this industry. And that's what I, the first thing I start preaching to them about is don't worry about, uh, you know, what to say or how to say it. It's just start talking to people, right? Start talking to people and let them know what you do, right? You know, you know hey, this is who I am. This is what I do. And I'm here to help you, mm -hmm. right? And take that action. A lot of people are afraid to just even make a call or tell someone. Mm -hmm. I had an agent not too long ago tell me, I don't want to be that guy. I'm not going to tell my friends that I'm doing this business. I'm not going to be that guy. Very nice man, and he's been out of, he was in the business for 20 minutes. He's been out of business <laughs> for two years now. Sure. He, he, if you're not going to be that guy, you're not going to last. You, right. If you don't tell people who you are and what you do, Right. There's no longevity here. It's like any industry, though. Like, I could be the greatest doctor in the world. Mm -hmm. If no one knows I'm a doctor, no one's coming to me. Well, that's it, right? right? Every, every business exists to get clients and serve those clients, right? right? Whether you have a shingle hanging out for the doctor or yeah. a big golden arch, whatever it is, got to attract people in. Yeah. As real estate agents, uh, we have to go find them. So it's right. up to us to make the, the initiation. Yeah, and that's actually, that's a huge miss because when we look at, you know, real estate or mortgage or, or any type of industry, at the end of the day, I hate using the word sales because mm -hmm. I really don't look at it that way. You need to make people aware of mm -hmm. what it is that you do. Yeah. You have to, it's about clients and it's about, to your point, mm -hmm. serving clients. Mm -hmm. And when you think you're not serving the client and somehow you're selling right. something, well, nobody wants to do that, no. right? No. Who wants no. the hard sell? Who wants to go, yeah. you know, hard sell to your friends, to your family. Nobody wants to do no. that, but it's about fulfilling a need mm -hmm. and serving people and giving them the best experience possible. No, absolutely. And this might be a stretch, but I'm going to say something a wise man uh, said to me not too long ago, or I heard him say, he was talking about is knowing how to make the introduction. Mm. All right. So uh, I'll talk about, you know, our, our affiliate vendors in a minute, but yeah. even for clients is knowing how to introduce yourself to people you already know. Right. Because this is what you're doing now. You've changed careers. You've graduated or you've retired. This is your new, this is now your career. Mm -hmm. Right. How do you in, reintroduce yourself to the people in your life that this is who I am now? Right. Right. People knew me as a truck driver and a chimney sweep 25 years ago. Right. Oh, now you're selling houses? Well, yeah, you know, now I am. But you have to, it's a process you have to go through. Right. So, sure. and a lot of people are shy or not sure how to, how to do that. Mm -hmm. But to your point, Take away the salesy part. It's not a sales. You're just saying, hey, this is what I do now. Let me know if I can help. Right. It's that simple. Right. right? We, we tend to build this up as this big monster we have to climb over, and it's really not. It's strictly a reintroduction of yourself to the people you already know, and right. then going forward, an introduction to the people you, you meet. As a real estate agent, Dennis, how important it is it for people, for you to work within your mm -hmm. sphere? So to have an attorney that you work with, have a mortgage person that you work with, title company, like how important is that to the process? Yeah, it, it is vital, Greg. It is vital. Um, you're doing a disservice to your client if you don't have those people in your stable of right. go-to professionals, right? Because they don't know they need a title company, a buyer. They may not understand they need uh, a lawyer here. Not, right. not everywhere uses lawyers, right? right? Not even in New Jersey, right? And to have a mortgage person, well, yeah, I see mortgage commercials all the time. We have to show the difference, though, why it's more important to have someone that we can call and have right. a, a relationship with. Hey, someone that knows the market. Yeah, someone, yeah. and knows the hyper-local market. Yeah. Here's what's right. going on here. Mm -hmm. It's great that your phone center for this other company is in you know, Illinois, but we're here. I got someone I can call right now and they can tell you anything that's happening 
from a mortgage standpoint, let's say, any, any programs that are going on in this area, they right. can walk you through this process if, it, if it's true. Mm -hmm. uh, I have lawyers that I can put you in your hands, uh, put, them, uh, put you in their hands and vice versa so that they can walk you through that end of the process, right? And again, it has to be someone that I can reach out to in a moment's notice and, and get a call back. You know what, too, and it's trust, right? Now, you and I have worked together for a long period of time. So, you know, when we have a dialogue about something, a potential person looking to purchase a house, as an example, it's, you know, the information that I'm giving you is accurate, mm -hmm. right? And that's not to say that it's not accurate from everyone, mm -hmm. but it's like any industry. You, you know, there's nuances. Mm -hmm. You know, things change. And making sure that you're working with, you know, whether the mortgage person, attorney, things change, you know, things change in the industry and understand that you have information that's accurate that you can take to the bank. Mm -hmm. And I see it from the buyer side. Like I get involved with so many transactions after they were, after a consumer was misinformed, let's mm -hmm. say. And, you know, and it's, it's a confusing process. Confusing when you're buying a home at times. That's what the real estate mm -hmm. agent's for. Confusing when you're trying to negotiate the terms of a deal. That's what the uh, attorney's for. And it's confusing when you're trying to find the right opportunity from a mortgage standpoint. That's what the mortgage person's for. So you got to have people in your stable that mm -hmm. can give you honest information as the real estate agent and most importantly as the client. Mm -hmm. Clients got to understand and have the stability associated with that. I agree. I agree. And we, we were told, I think it was two years ago, um, maybe 2022, but either way, that we had more deals fall apart, yeah. right, in, than in history, right? And one of the things Gary Keller talked about, and I, I've thought about this myself for a long time, is that a lot of that could have been saved right. if the agent knew what to do, what to say, and had people in their stable to pet that say, oh, wait, because oh, the mortgage didn't go through, oh, well, and they walked away, and the right. deal's dead, and now everybody's life is affected. The, the buyer's miserable. They get out of buying a house. The seller is angry because I thought we had a deal. So by, by having the right people in place, not 100% of the time, but at least I know everything is done right. because you made the call, and we walked, we walked to the logical conclusion and got to the end, whether, whether right. hopefully it was a sale or here's why it can't proceed right. right but at least I, like you said there's trust and confidence there that I know I'm getting that information yeah from the right people yep and relaying it to my clients yeah no great, great point Dennis. and I always say to my clients I say, listen I, I don't get anything from these guys here's what I get from them I trust them to get us through the process get you to closing and look out for you every step of the way right and uh, what more could you ask for right. from from you know a, a lender like yourself an attorney title company even an inspector yeah. Yeah, no, I, I couldn't agree with you more. Yeah, and to that point, Dennis, you know, that's the same thing that I've done in my career. You know, I haven't been in it since the late 90s as well. I think it came in in 1997. You know, you gotta, I've associated myself with a stable of people to make sure that we can give the best customer service, the best transparency with people that are looking to make the biggest financial investment of their life. And when you look at mortgages as a whole, I get a stat for you. So when you look at consumer debt in this country, there's $17 trillion in consumer debt. How much of that do you think is mortgage? Mm. 70, over 70%. Oh, okay. $12 trillion mm. in mortgages. And you put home equity lines on top of it, it's like $12.5 mm. Now to put that into perspective, there's only about a trillion dollars in credit card debt. Mm. That's how big of the gap is. That's where all the money's at. Yeah. It's all in that area. 
And when people are looking to borrow that kind of money as an individual, as a society, man, you got to have the facts. You got to make sure you're working with the right person to make sure it gets done the right way at the best possible interest rate possible. Absolutely. So uh, with that, I know, anyway, you've been on tour <laughs> doing a lot of different things. Mm -hmm. You're facilitating classes. You're educating. Uh, if someone was interested in being in one of your classes mm -hmm. or being coached, being mentored, that mm -hmm. type of thing, what's the best way to reach out to you, Dennis? Uh, yeah, just definitely just reach out. Uh, call me, text me. Uh, it's all good. Come to, come to the office, yeah. I, what's, your, I, what's your phone number? It is 732-546-6430. That's 732-546-6430. And another question, you're still actively selling real estate. Absolutely. So if someone's looking to buy or sell their home, they would use that same number to reach out to you. Yeah, absolutely, absolutely. Just so my, my coaching clients know I'm not actively competing with them. Right. I'm, I'm working mostly with folks I know and past clients. Yeah, but referrals. Always yeah. open. If you have questions, come to me. I'll be happy. If not work with me, I'll put you in the right hands of someone that can guide you. That's fantastic. Dennis, thanks for taking the time today. Appreciate you, It's a pleasure having you yeah. on the show. And I want to thank everyone out there for watching and listening today. Greg Wareham with Your Mortgage Process. Look forward to catching up with you next week. Bye, guys. Thank you for tuning in to this week's edition of Your Mortgage Process, hosted by Greg Wareham, produced by Greg Wareham and Nick Pavise at The Social Rift, and executively produced by The Social Rift. Thank you again for tuning in, and we look forward to catching up with you next week.